Deuteronomy chapter 21. If someone is found slain in the land which Yahweh your God gives you to possess, lying in the field, and it isn't known who struck him, then your elders and your judges shall come out, and they shall measure to the cities which are around them who is slain. It shall be that the elders of the city which is nearest to the slain man shall take a heifer of the herd which hasn't been worked with and which has not drawn in the yoke. The elders of that city shall bring the heifer down to a valley with running water which is neither ploughed nor sown and shall break the heifer's neck there in the valley. The priests, the sons of Levi, shall come near for them Yahweh your God has chosen to minister to him and to bless in Yahweh's name. And according to their word shall every controversy and every assault be decided. All the elders of that city which is nearest to the slain man shall wash their hands over the heifer whose neck was broken in the valley. They shall answer and say, Our hands have not shed this blood, neither have our eyes seen it. Forgive Yahweh your people Israel whom you have redeemed, and don't allow innocent blood among your people Israel. The blood shall be forgiven them, so you shall put away the innocent blood from among you when you shall do what is right in Yahweh's eyes. When you go out to battle against your enemies and Yahweh your God delivers them into your hands and you carry them away captive and see among the captives a beautiful woman and you are attracted to her and desire to take her as your wife, then you shall bring her home to your house. She shall shave her head and trim her nails. She shall take off the clothing of her captivity and shall remain in your house and bewail her father and her mother a full month. After that, you shall go into her and be her husband and she shall be your wife. It shall be, if you have no delight in her, then you shall let her go where she desires, but you shall not sell her at all for money. You shall not deal with her as a slave because you have humbled her. If a man has two wives, the one beloved and the other hated, and they have borne him children, both the beloved and the hated, and if the firstborn son is hers, who was hated, then it shall be, in the day that he causes his sons to inherit that which he has, that he may not give the son of the beloved the rights of the firstborn before the son of the hated, who is the firstborn. But he shall acknowledge the firstborn, the son of the hated, by giving him a double portion of all that he has. For he is the beginning of his strength. The right of the firstborn is his. If a man has a stubborn and rebellious son who will not obey the voice of his father or the voice of his mother, and though they chasten him, will not listen to them, then his father and his mother shall take hold of him and bring him out to the elders of his city to the gate of his place. Then they shall tell the elders of the city, this our son is stubborn and rebellious. He will not obey our voice. He is a glutton and a drunkard. All the men of his city shall stone him to death with stones. So you shall remove the evil from among you. All Israel shall hear and fear. If a man has committed a sin worthy of death, and he is put to death, and you hang him on a tree, his body shall not remain all night on the tree, but you shall surely bury him the same day. For he who is hanged is accursed of God. Don't defile your land which Yahweh your God gives you for an inheritance. You might have noticed that these chapters are a little eclectic. 
And it's because it's in the middle of a big speech of Moses and he's thinking of all the things he's got to tell the people. So there isn't always a, a clear flowing on through pattern. Some of the Bible critics, you know, a lot of these so-called Bible critics, they don't love the Lord at all. They're just trying to poke holes in the Bible and they say that this is clearly a book that's been stitched together from bits here and from bits there. <laughs> well, if you just read what Moses is saying, you would realize it's exactly like a speech. You know, you imagine you're at church on Sunday and we, we make announcements and we say this and this and this. And some of the things we say, they're not joined together at all. There's no pattern in them. You just got a bunch of things you got to say and they don't flow on. Exactly like what Moses has got in this speech. So, <laughs> sometimes the obvious thing is just the thing. That's just what it is. So anyway, this chapter 21 starts out by discussing an innocent blood. And it was talking about if a body is found, measure the distance to the city, the elders of that city will come out. There's a special ceremony with a heifer that's never done work to wash away the blood. And, and it's interesting if we go right back to um, the start of the Bible, in Genesis chapter 4, we've got the story of Cain and Abel. And when Abel was killed, um, God said to Cain that, that his blood cried out from the ground. And so there's, a, there's something about the blood which cries out. And so here we've got this, story, this chapter outlining what to do in the case of a murder, where you've got blood crying out that the murder had to be atoned for. And so there was a sacrifice of this, this heifer. And um, the blood of Jesus Christ, of course, is what's at what atones for all of us. And in the book of Hebrews, chapter 12, it says that the blood of Christ speaks a better word. So the blood of Abel um, cried out from the ground. It was a type of blood. But uh, there's a lot of blood. <laughs> there's a lot of sin. There's a lot of atrocity. There's a lot of, of innocence that's been destroyed or harmed. But the blood of Jesus Christ cries out a better word. And that picture of the heifer being slain for that innocence and for you know that the death, well, that's another picture right there of Jesus Christ being slain for us all. There's a section in the middle here where it talks about what, how to treat a woman who was a captive of war. And it says a man took her as his wife but they didn't like her. He was not allowed to sell her as a slave. And this is because, it sounds when you read these a little bit like the woman has been devalued, but rather these passages are showing that she needs to be treated properly. You can't just take any woman and treat her as a sex object and just use her for your own benefit and then just get rid of her and sell her for make money. No, if you took her and you had sex with her, she was your wife and you had to treat her properly. And if you decided to put her away because it was a divorce and you didn't like it, but you weren't allowed to sell her, you had to send her away honorably just as you would with someone who, you know, even though divorce isn't what God intends, and we will talk about that later in another chapter, but there's, there's standards for maintaining the rights and the dignity of people. And sometimes people read these Old Testament books and they think that, that there's no standards in them. They think it's all barbaric. But when you start to actually consider the things that God is saying, you realize that this was a huge step up from all the ancient cultures that were all around them. The Lord was actually putting standards in place. 
And right at the end of this chapter was another example where it talked about a rebellious son that was brought to the gates and, and that brought to the elders. And that sounds like just so cruel and barbaric that if there's a rebellious son, you'd bring him to the elders and then they would all stone him. But the truth is that that's also a huge step up because justice was now being taken out of the hands of parents and put in the hands of elders. Whereas in all the cultures all around, the life of any child, and even a teenager, was in the hands of parents. If the parents didn't like that child, they could kill it. No questions asked. It wasn't a criminal offence. So we've, what we've got here in these funny laws that are discussed is, is the Lord bringing in standards. The Lord bringing in, the, putting the value of life. And so you'd only have a son stoned who genuinely was a terrible terrible human being and deserved to be stoned but in most cases i'm just imagining here because there, there was never an example of this actually happening of a son being stoned but i imagine in my mind that some parents get frustrated with their teenager <laughs> which is a somewhat common thing and they bring their teenager to the gate and they say this son of ours he's wild he's crazy and he deserves to die and the elders of the gate would say, well, that was you 20 years ago. <laughs> you know, everyone has had their rebellious moments. And so reason would prevail, you know, and the elders at the gate are not the ones in the middle of the argument, the contention. They would just say, well, look, give him some patience. He's finding his place. <laughs> and uh, I've heard some very funny Bible commentators talk about this this passage and uh, saying, oh, we should stone all our teenagers. There's lots of interesting things being said. But the truth is when you look right back at it, here's the Lord knowing that you can't just kill people because you don't like them. There's got to be a proper process of considering things. Proper justice has to be done. And that's probably why there is no example of a so-called rebellious teenager being killed by their parents in the whole Bible. The law is there, but there's no example of it ever happening. And I think that's good. The other thing I just want to mention in this chapter is, well, there's two more things, is um, it talked there about a man who had two wives. One wife that he loved and another wife that he didn't love or he hated. Now, we've seen that story happen in the book of Genesis with Jacob. He married two sisters, one that he loved and one that he didn't. Now, Jacob was put into that position by deception. He was deceived into marrying the wrong person and then he wanted to marry the one that he did originally intend to marry. So he ended up with the wife that he actually loved and this other wife that he was, that he was joined with um, by trickery. Now he grew to love that wife, but he actually had children that were his favorites and children that weren't his favorites, a wife that was his favorite, a wife that wasn't his favorite. And the whole thing was, um, just unideal and if you go back to the Genesis videos you will see all the chaos that it caused in that family. So here we've got an actual law about it where God says if your firstborn son is the son of the wife that's not loved you must treat him as the proper firstborn son and give him his double inheritance and not switch it all around to make sure it's the firstborn of the one you love that gets it. So the Lord's putting in laws to make sure all the children are treated fairly. Now you might say, oh, we live in a, in a society where there's no polygamy. We only have one wife. It's not like that. This law doesn't apply to us. Well, it still applies in a few ways. First of all, um, it's very, very common to have multiple marriages, just not all at the same time. 
Polygamy where you have multiple wives or multiple husbands at the same time, that's really unusual, really uncommon. But it's very common in our society to, for people to have multiple partners through their lives, for there to be children and stepchildren, natural children, children that are not your own. Sometimes you've got children, stepchildren, and foster children all in the same house. It's, you've got natural love for children that are your natural children, but then other children that are not yours, you don't naturally love, and you might accidentally favor your own without realizing it, or you might have grandchildren that are like that. You might, you might have grandchildren that, or children that get divorced, and suddenly you've now got step-grandchildren. Life's actually quite complicated. And what the Lord is saying here is we should treat everyone equally. We should love them all the same. And that's not something we can naturally do, but you can pray and ask the Lord for grace. There's a book called Reese Howell's Intercessor, one of the greatest Christian biographies of all time. And that man, Reese Howells, he was called by the Lord to, to take on some children and become their father. These weren't his own children. But he said to the Lord, I, I cannot do it unless you give me a father's love for them. And he prayed in prayer and wrestled all night. And the Lord gave him a father's love for these children. It's, it's one of many interesting stories in that book, which I highly recommend. And if you're struggling, if you're in a situation with multiple marriages or stepchildren, multiple types of things like this, you need the grace of the Lord to help you. But also in church, you might have people in the church you like, people in the church you don't like, but the Lord tells us to love everyone. So you need to pray for grace for the family of God as well as for your own family as well. This chapter finishes with a funny little thing where it says that if anyone was killed and hung on the tree, don't leave them overnight, otherwise the curse of God would be on them. And we have a very interesting little snapshot right there of Jesus Christ. Jesus was, was killed, he was hung on the cross, which is the tree, but guess what? He was taken down before the end of the day. <laughs> Joseph of Arimathea took him down to bury him. There's a little prophetic snapshot there of Jesus Christ right here in Deuteronomy 21. Heavenly Father, I ask that even though these chapters are eclectic and there's lots of little things in them, Father, I pray that your words would speak right into our heart. I pray, Lord, for me, the takeaway here would be, Lord, that we love all your people. Lord, that we don't have people in the body of Christ we love and those we, we despise. But Lord, give us grace to love the family of God equally, to love your people with, with the heart that you have. Give us this grace, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.